What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whenever you may be listening, and we do hope you're listening. This is Home is for Home Markets with Liz Piglisi and Amber Teasley. You're listening to us on Chairshot Radio, which is found online at thechairshot.com. Today, episode three, thank you for joining us. We hope you listened to the first two. If you haven't had a chance, go back and find them. We think they're pretty, pretty interesting. How are you doing this evening, Amber? I am doing pretty good. It's really rainy here today. That's all it has done today is rain. It's been so hot here today. It was like technically like 88, but felt like the low 90s. And you went outside, it was like walking into a wall. It's not not my favorite weather at all. It's kind of fall-ish here. The rain, when it kind of had one of that rainy day, it kind of reminds me of the fall. I'm so ready for chili and soups and because I live with the husband that won't let me make chilies and soups unless it's below 60 degrees or you know right at 60 degrees really yes he will not eat chili chicken tortilla soup none of it and I love to make a big pot pot you know (laughs) crock pot of soup on Sundays and he will not let me make it if I do make it it'll just be me eating it he won't eat it because he says that it's not cool enough for soup Will Kenzie did or no? No, she won't eat anything like that. I love that. That's just another thing we have in common. I love making chili. I was just saying the other day, I have some leftover meat that I was going to chop up and put into my chili. I know we can have the great debate of whether that is meat and chili. I'm from New York. I stick chili in my meat. Um, But yeah, no, I'm ready for, definitely ready for some fall weather, especially as we're watching our Fall Harvest movies. It's kind of, you know, it's funny though because these these movies, the Fall Harvest, the uh, Christmas movies, are usually filled filmed in the summer. So it was like ninety something degrees <laughs> when they're when they're being filmed. So it's not that it's not that far off. No, it's not too not too realistic, I guess, for them when they're when they're they're filming them. It's like doing the Christmas movies in June, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Are we so bundled up? I always imagine I'm like, oh, it'd be so warm. So, well, there's one that we'll get to in a little bit that's being filmed in Mississippi. My friend actually lives in the town, and she's like, so it's all set up. She sent me some pictures. It looks totally beautiful, very hallmark, of course. And she's like, yeah, she's like, it's a beautiful tree that I guess is going to be in the town town square. Uh-huh. She's like, it's 95 degrees. <laughs> so. But, yeah, there was a scene in Roadhouse Romance uh, when, when we get to it that I was like, oh, my God, that's just picturesque. And you know that it was not like that when they filmed it. <laughs> yeah, right. 
All right, let's get down to business. Let's, there's been a lot of Hallmark um, excuse me, there's been a lot of Hallmark news. We don't have a complete list. Hallmark has not given us a complete list of the movies and who's going to be in them yet. Um, but some information has been making its way to social media and various local newspaper articles. So what you got? What you got? Well, Brennan Elliott was teasing um, his fans on Instagram with a couple of pictures of him in his car. I'm assuming he was leaving to go film or whatever. And he stated that he was leaving soon to go film a new Christmas movie for Hallmark and that his leading lady was yet to be discussed and he was not going to tell anybody, you know, he wasn't, I guess maybe dirt contract obligations or whatever was not telling anybody who it was, but it was somebody that all the Hallmark people loved. Well, shortly after that, a few days later, Allison Sweeney posted a video of who looked like Brennan Elliott sitting beside her in a car while the production crew were wiping the car off because I guess it had rained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were, you know, in the middle of getting ready to film and they're in the car together and they're wiping the car, you know, the people all around them, the crew's wiping the car off to get it dry. And you get a slight glimpse of him in the passenger seat beside him, beside her. So, um, so it, it was Allison Sweeney who was in the movie together with him. Um, it's called Open by by Christmas. I couldn't really find a whole lot about the description or anything, but I know that uh, Allison is very known for her her baked series on Hallmark, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, then you've got Brennan Elliott, who is in the Crossword Mysteries. And then my favorite set of Hallmark movies was called All of My Heart. It was a whole series with Lacey Chabert. Yeah. And so, yes. He was in with her also with the Crossroad Mysteries as well. She's in those with him as well. She's the star. So I'm interested to see <laughs> this movie. Um, Street's still going on? I haven't really watched them. I, they ha- they are. There is actually, I think, a new one coming up or one that just recently came out um, for 2021 in the uh, for the crossword mysteries. So but they but him and her both um, Allison and Brennan are both in Vancouver right now. And if you follow their Instagram, they're both posting uh, pictures and stuff of things they're doing while they're there. So I think Allison Sweeney, she was actually on a hike either yesterday or this morning and she posted a picture on there. Yeah, she's posted a few things. She actually outed them, I believe. I think a lot of fans definitely thought it was her for some reason, um, based on the clues that um, Brennan was given. And Brennan is one of the kings of Walmart. Um, fans really love him. I, I, I love him. I love a lot of his movies. Haven't really watched the crossword ones. I actually don't think I've seen any of them. I'll have to put that on my list. But, I haven't seen those, but I have watched every one of the All of My Heart movie series. There's three of them. Those were great. Those mm-hmm. were, and um yeah when she when she put out the picture when it was clearly him like twitter was like really excited and then i know she did a instagram live where they were also in the car together so it, it's cute yeah i'm really i i like them i don't think they've, i don't think um obviously they i don't think they've ever done a movie together before i could be wrong i tried to go through the the imdb but i didn't see anything um but they, I like it because they look like they go together. You know, sometimes the movies are great, but like the couples don't look like they fit together. You know what I mean? Yeah, or they don't have chemistry. 
they don't have chemistry or it just seems like I have nothing like wrong with like an age difference, but it just seems like maybe he looks older or she looks old. I don't know. Like they don't fit, but we enjoy them anyway. So it's a petty little, petty little thought, but I think they're going to be great together. I think they are too. Then we move on to Wes Brown, another fan favorite. Um, my social media informant who keeps me abreast of a lot of things and sends me a lot of articles. It's, she is, uh, I believe, a big fan of Wes's. I know I am. So he's filming one in Natchez, Mississippi. If I've mispronounced that, I'm very sorry. It's the hometown of my friend Mary, who's been sending me a lot of information on it. Um, and that is called The Secret of Christmas. That began filming. They had a casting call for like the end of August into September. And that is with Erin Cahill. Are you familiar with her? No, I'm not. I don't think I am familiar with her, but I do know him because he's in he's in Christmas at Graceland. I mean, he's been in several other ones, but that one by far is probably my favorite because, you know, my love of Graceland. I think we both have the love of Graceland. Um, We should do an podcast. Um, (laughs) I just have to stop saying. um, So he's with Erin Cahill, Brittany Ishibashi, Ali Liebert and Percy Daggs III who was in Christmas in Louisiana, and Cahill was in Hometown Christmas, which filmed in Lafayette and Youngsville. He's been in A National Christmas Carol, Check Into Christmas, Wedding at Graceland, Christmas at Graceland, Christmas Cookies, so many. Um, yeah, he definitely has been in a lot. <laughs> he really has. Like, this is another one that doesn't really have any plot information out there. Well, I mean, we know the basic plot, but no, <laughs> we don't know what uh, what's the catalyst of everything you know going on. But definitely one I'm looking forward to. I just want to pull up Erin real quick because I know what people are going to know her from, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. What's horrible is is that when I saw Erin, I immediately thought of Erin Krakow, which is of course Vivong Erin. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. She has a couple of, I'm pretty sure she has a Christmas one coming down the pike. Yeah, I really like him a lot. Um, I got the chance, I did not know that they did a follow-up movie from Graceland at Christmas. They did um, another Graceland movie last Christmas, but they did a a wedding at Graceland, I think is what they call it, what the movie was called, and I really, really liked it. actually been to Graceland and it was really neat to see the places they filmed that I was able actually to you know be there (laughs) right and Erin was in quite quite she was I can't speak tonight I sound horrible I like kind of almost want to start over but I won't of course she was in Sleigh uh, Sleigh Bells Ring she's pretty well known for Stitchers from 2017 that was on for um, a couple of seasons I couldn't remember the name of it she was also on, she had a bit part on uh, Criminal Minds, but she's done Last Vermont's Christmas, Hometown Christmas, Christmas on the Range. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. She's got real short 
uh, she's got kind of short brown hair, dark, dark, dark hair. Yeah, random acts of Christmas. And this one here that's listed on her IMDb, A Taste of Love, that kind of sounds like it's probably a Hallmark movie. So we'll be interested to see how many of these people reappear, <laughs> how frequently they appear when um, Hallmark finally puts out the list. Yes, yes, I'll be interested to see. Because you usually have at least a couple of Taylor Hines, a couple of, you know, Lacey Chabert. And uh, I think there's always a couple of Wes Browns, too, in there. <laughs> and now speaking of Tyler Hines. Oh, what did I say? I said the wrong name. I can't talk today either. You do not want his fans being like, hey, fans all are, like I've said before, crazy. I love musical, but crazy. So he has one that you know a little bit about. Yes, because, as we all know, I'm a huge One Tree Hill fan. Mm-hmm. Bethany Joe Lentz, or Bethany Joey Lentz, Joy Lentz. Oh, my God. I can't talk today either. Uh, she played Haley on One Tree Hill. She is playing in An Unexpected Christmas with Tyler Haynes. Did I get it right that time? Yes. <laughs> and um, it took me a little bit to get you know some information on the movie because it's not really... Um, too much in there but it the gist of it is uh Tyler plays um his ex you know her him and uh Emily are um broken up and I guess they broke up it's one of those pretend to be engaged when they're not really engaged stories I love those <laughs> I do too so like he's trying That's to go so home much. to see his family and uh he runs into her which is his ex girlfriend um bethany joy lentz um and they decide to play in you know engaged or together during christmas and um they're going to be doing of course all the family holiday activities together and everything so i'm sure this will be really really good i do like those fiance you know the fiance or fake boyfriend ones they're always the best (laughs) They always, I think they always have the most humor and played for more comedy rather than, I mean, the Christmas ones tend to always be sort of lighthearted and, but there is a bit of drama or, you know, suspense to them, for lack of a better word, but the fake boyfriend, fake girlfriend, either whether it's strangers or whatever, always for a bit more comedy and always, in, in my opinion, very, very entertaining. Yeah, it should, should be pretty, pretty good. I'm looking forward to that one. So the other and most in, probably most important news we have for you tonight is that they finally announced when the countdown to Christmas will officially begin. As I said, they're doing Halloween a little bit different this year because it's starting before Halloween. Countdown to Christmas officially starts on October 22nd. How excited are you? <laughs> I'm super excited. Of course, preempting, um, I guess Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving, but you know, you can't, you can't have Thanksgiving in the last part of October without some Hallmark Christmas movies. True, it's true. Excuse me. So now, as they do it, they'll probably sprinkle in old ones. Of course, they'll start playing them all throughout the week. Our DVRs will be filling up like crazy. We'll catch ones that we missed, which is always fun. Some that you never even knew were made. That's always, I've seen, I saw so many like that um, last year. Well, my goal has always been, and I have not been able to reach it yet, 
because mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's aware, but there's a Hallmark Movie Checklist app. Mm-mm. And it's a Christmas, it's the Christmas app, like the actual one for Christmas. And my mm-hmm. goal is always to watch every one of the movies that they show. Because, you know, they say they show, I think, like the same, like 50 or so. I right. don't even know how many. But my goal has always been to catch all of them. I never catch them all. I'm usually always about 15 to 20 short. Um, and I end up having to pick and choose because I just don't have the time to really get every one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm going to try it again this year, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll make it a challenge. We'll both download the app and we'll see who comes out. Closer. <laughs> I, I- who comes out close? I do. Let's be honest. I do have my schedule is completely different than Amber's. It might be changing in the next few weeks, but I do have is based on how my job and life is compared to Amber's. I don't have any children. I did keep my niece, uh, but she's back at school. <laughs> I'm so lucky. Um, I know. I saw the pictures. It was so sad. She's in second grade. Her on off days, I'm gonna take her like during the week after school sometimes, so it's fine. But my schedule is completely different than Amber's. I definitely don't have a teenager <laughs> roaming around that I have to keep hands on, or a husband. So, well, the husband actually more work than the teen right now because the teen's really into TV shows and TV, and so she we watch fair amount together. But she has her, you know, she's in her room watching her shows. So the husband's actually. You know, he's a little bit more work. You just saying Jason's a little Yes, yes, he's a little bit of a, he's a little bit of a diva too. You know, he expects that breakfast. He wants that breakfast. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't get that breakfast, I hear it that day. But it's, I mean, I'm a homemaker. I've always loved to like make sure everybody's fed and everything. So he's just used to it. It's not that he, he's, you know, requires it or whatever, but he's just so spoiled. Yeah. It's not, it's true. I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm home. Obviously, I feel years and years I took care of my mom before she passed. But, you know, in a sense, I'm a homemaker as well. I, you know, yeah. cook and clean and every, everything I do. I, I work, I'm, I'm home. You know, I do have a life. I do have a job. People. But, you know, so, but I'm here. So I, I cook. I love to cook, as I know you do as well. Yes. Maybe we can do like a couple of extra things added in maybe to where we do like a recipe or something during a Christmas episode. Um I should definitely this week I should definitely have I'm having the logo fixed and I have to get Greg to take out the the <laughs> on, on it. Which I probably said and that's how we got it. I probably typed it and didn't realize it. So that'd be great because we can share it on Instagram. I love making Christmas cookies. My I, I love making a lot of things for, for Christmas as I know you do as well. And My actually, best cookie is the Snickerdoodles. I love Snickerdoodles. I'll have to send you some. A friend long ago told me that they were like biting into a cloud. And I, I, I'm I'm a decent cook. I mean, I'm not great. I'm not the best. But it's probably by far the best thing that I make. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to make some and send them to you. But they stay soft for like a while. So I'm going to have to... Said- Snickerdoodles, and I'll send you some of our classic Italian cookies, my mom's oh. recipe that I made with her here. They're um, vanilla, they're like little round, or we shape them differently, and then, but they have like vanilla in them, but then the icing, it's a sugar icing, it's a powdered sugar icing, whatever you want to call oh that. Gosh. But we, that but we, we, we 
Some of it's flavored with orange flavoring. Some of it's flavored with anisette. And um, we also do vanilla and almond. So it gives it a little bit of a different, and we, call, we sprinkle them with, you know, various colorful Christmassy themed sprinkles. And actually, no matter what time of the year we make these, it's always the same color sprinkles. <laughs> well, we, we I love doing them in like in the green and green, because I think they look great. But I mean, we use the traditional little non-parallels, you know, the, the colorful ones. Yeah. So I'll, you send me some noodles, I'll send you those, and we'll put them up on the Instagram. And yes. we'll, we'll make people, um, we'll make various people taste test them. <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love very much so. That'll, that'll be fun. And we're also going to be doing the bingo. Yes, I'm really looking forward to the bingo. And maybe um, when you get the Instagram up, we can get some people to join us in the bingo and have everybody pick like a different movie and, you know, tell us how many, which I'm sure we're going to get bingo really quickly. <laughs> so, maybe, yeah, that will be lots of fun. Well, that'll be good. And if, you, and if you're listening, leave us wherever you see this posted or on Twitter or on one of our Facebooks. Give us some ideas. Is there, yes. a, or even if there's a movie you want us to watch that you love or you hate, let us know. We'll go back and watch it. We'll find it. We don't well, mind. Do some reviews on it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Speaking of, so we had our news. Now, before we get to our reviews, we have previews of what's coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. This Saturday um, at 9 p.m. on the regular Hallmark Channel, it's Raise a Glass to Love. Um, it stars Laura Osnes as Jenna and um, bear with me. His, um, I'm not good with names. His name is Juan Pablo de Passi, I think is how you say it. Um, and basically it's about um, Jenna, who is a master sommelier which is um i do believe a expert in wines um Mm -hmm. she goes back to her family vineyard to study and is intrigued by uh marcello which is the uh gentleman she's playing second of and he's an argentinian winemaker um and then laura osnes has um she's from minnesota and I couldn't really find a whole lot on movies she'd done other than Hallmark, but she was in like a lot of Broadway shows. Like she played uh, Sandy and Grease. She played in South Pacific. She played in Cinderella. So, I mean, she's been in a lot of Broadway shows um, and award-winning Broadway shows. Um, And then this is her fourth Hallmark movie. And I, Knew several of the movies that she'd been in previously, but one of the ones that I liked the most was called One Royal Holiday. And I don't know if you remember it last year, Liz. It was the one where they were stuck in an inn, and uh, she finds out that the guy that's staying with her at the inn um, and his mom, that he's actually a prince. Um, I can't remember if you remember that one. It was called One Royal Holiday. I actually just saw that one. And it's one of the few prints. Prince ones that I liked. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that later in our finals. We'll get to that later, right? <laughs> it's one of the few Prince ones I liked. I thought that one was really cute. And then Juan Pablo de Passi, who plays um, Marcelo, um, he is actually from Buenos Aires with Ar- in Argentina. And he did a lot of theater in UK. Um, he was in Mamma Mia, Survival Island. 
And then what I was really surprised to see, which I did not realize, is he played the husband, Fernando, in Fuller House on Netflix with, you know, Candace Cameron Bure and and, uh, Joey Sweden. He played Kimmy Gibbler's estranged husband. And I don't know if you remember, I haven't watched all the seasons of it, but I watched like the first two seasons and I remember him. but I didn't recognize him. I thought it was kind of neat that he is, he played that character in that movie with, you know, Jodie Sweden, we know has been in Hallmark movies. And then of course you've got the, one of the Queens of um, Christmas and Hallmark, which is Candace Cameron Bure in it with, and I just thought that was pretty neat. And this is his first Hallmark movie. He's not been in any others before. The trailer looks really cute. Their, their meat cute is, it's interesting. I like that when she's like, oh, you're here for the wine tasting. And he's like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am the wine guy. So that, that's kind of cute. I like sometimes when they're embarrassed if they do it, if they yes. do it properly. So I think that's going to be a good one. Looking forward to that one. I, I did watch most of Fuller House. I actually haven't watched the last season yet. So I'm assuming he's in that one. But he was really funny. He was really funny. And I like to see that they're using non-american actors yes yes uh, just gives it a little bit of spice yeah you know. it does it's nice to, to branch out and not just having someone although i don't think they've done this too much have someone put on an accent that you know is you know not theirs right um but like all these princes are from these made-up countries <laughs> that all sound british hard to sound british yes. that's they definitely I think this is going to be a popular one. Oops, my earbuds are falling out, so I apologize for that. Um, okay, so that brings us to Sunday night's movie on Hallmark. Can I say probably Hallmark? Hallmark Mysteries? Movies and mysteries. Yes, Hallmark, Hallmark movies and mysteries. I wanted to add Hallmark drama, but that's a completely different thing. <laughs> so, Finding Love in Mountain View. So I'm a little confused about this one based on I am DB. I always like to go to the actual Hallmark site and they have a little bit of a about. Because um, the yeah, only so thing the I've about, really seen was the video. <laughs> the about is the, the, the same. So hold on one second. My my computer just likes to, to, to blink around, and now I'm on the wrong. I have too many. It looked pretty good when we were watching. You know, we won- they advertised it when we were watching. So here's what I'm So basically, the, the premise is, after learning, she's been entrusted to take care of her deceased cousin's children. An architect is torn, torn between focusing on her career and honoring her cousin's wish. Now, pay attention to that plot line because it's kind of coming. Both pieces are going to come into play when we go to our final segment. So on IMDb, it actually has says it's from 2020 and has already has a rating, but so I don't know if it was shown somewhere else and they're marketing it as new or if Internet Movie Database is just some crazy thing. I don't know. I've never seen this one. They're marketing it under the Fall Harvest, right? Am I wrong? Yes, it's, that- a, it's one of the Fall Harvest movies. So it stars Danielle C. Ryan, 
Miko Olivier. Uh, Danielle plays Margaret. Miko plays Andrew. And Jean-Paul Lavoisier as Nathan. So I'm suspecting there's probably a little bit of a love triangle. So she's probably going to have the non-romantic boyfriend back home who doesn't, who's fed up with her taking care of the kids. And then, of course, the new guy, which one, which is which. I think Miko is going to be the new love interest based on the, the photos and, and the video. Yes. I think that Dan- as well. Danielle, excuse me, um, seems to have a Christmas movie in the bag called Mistletoe Mix-Up where she's going to play Holly. Um, I cannot tell I if she's actually had, I do not believe she's had a Hallmark movie before. There is a movie called Love Finds You in Charm. But I'm not sure if that's a Hallmark one. If it was, let me know. So I'm interested in seeing her. Um, she's very beautiful. Miko Olivier is, he played one of the Menendez brothers in uh-huh. Blood Brothers. He was on Glee where he was a wobbler and he was also on Castle. Um, um, I didn't watch, I was also in a TV series called Five Points, which I'm not familiar with at all. Um, he seems to have been in a lot of different series. Miss 2059. Oh, he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Ben. And I didn't watch that whole series. So I don't remember him. Love in Paradise. That seems like a... Got to be some type of Lifetime or... Casey seems Undercover. Like... That is a That was a series on Disney, I do believe. And he was on Bunks. It seems like on Castle he played Pi and he was in... Quite a few episodes, so Castle fans might remember him. It's another show that I didn't watch, even though many of my friends loved it. And then there's John Paul Lavoisier, probably saying his name wrong. He was in One Life to Live as Rex Balsam. He was on all, well, all my children. He only had a little bit, a little part. He has a movie coming out. Nothing. It's a short called Donut Time. I shouldn't say nothing. The man's probably working. He's another one that I don't see anything that relates to Hallmark. So this might just be a whole new cast to Hallmark, which will be interesting. This is yeah. nothing that really screams like, oh, hey, we've done all these all these movies. So that's kind of nice. I am still con- I am con- sugar. I am well, still even con- the picture of like the poster on IMDb doesn't look like this same one that Hallmark has um, right. slightly different so it's a little confusing but we'll figure it out when we discuss it yeah. on the next, <laughs> next podcast but I'm interested in seeing it anyway I mean it's, it's a it's a topic they've done before they recently had the one with Lacey where she inherited for lack of a better term her sister's children so it's it's a recurring theme sweet carolina that was a good I one i watched actually. that recently and i loved it mm-hmm. made me cry the good ones always <laughs> make you cry though. <laughs> yeah, the first time i watched it i couldn't get into it i couldn't get into it I, you know it was something you love you know working on grief i couldn't get into it I, I hated the father i think i said this in the first episode when we chatted, the father got on my nerves. I couldn't get into it. The second time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was very well done. It was a beautiful movie. Yes. So that's what we have on tap this weekend. We'll be discussing them in an upcoming episode next week. We'll, mm-hmm. might be tweaking. 
Maybe yeah, the- usually me or you once will tweet at least one of the um, movies. I think you did both this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed that. It was the first time in a long time I've actually tweeted um, along with everybody. I'm not going to lie. I mean, now that we're doing the podcast, I kind of feel like I need to see what people are saying. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I did get retweeted a lot by Hallmark. Yay me. And... In Roadhouse Romance, the guy that played, um, see how my memory is? My memory is completely awful. What was the, we're about to go into it, but what was the name of um, her old boyfriend? On the show? I can't remember what his name is. Played by Adil Zayadi. And he was, I, I liked his character. He's in so many. If you see him, you're like, oh my gosh, I know him. He's been in so many, excuse me, so many Hallmark movies as a secondary or background player, I actually treated like he's paid his dues. It's time to give him his own movie and he liked it. So that like made my day because, you know, I'm a pathetic fan girl. Me too. I was excited because I got retweeted a couple of times myself. Isn't it so much fun? Especially then when Walmart retweets you or comments at you. And then you've got other fans and stuff. I even gained a few followers on Twitter, which I was really excited about. Which I've okay. never been much of a social media person, and I'm starting to learn things. So it's right. it's really fun when you start getting stuff. <laughs> All right, what'd you think of Roadhouse Romance? Tell me about it. I really liked it. Um, it was it wasn't the normal. I mean, it kind of had a little bit of the the trope you would say of the guy who comes in from the city and breaks down, but um. I really did like it. I like the fact that she was, you know, ex-military and um, it had a real country music tie and um, I, I really, really liked it. I felt like it was slightly different. To me, Lauren Elena, um, she has, by, by no means is she even remotely, you know, you know, but I feel like she has one of the most realistic figures of yes. all of the yes. women. I yes. mean, I felt like I'm I'm a very I'm a larger woman, but I felt like she was very realistic looking. She's absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. I kind of told my husband. I said, you know, she's kind of built like a you know like you know she's nicely built. Um. Yeah. I, but I, I just kind of felt like she was different. You know, she just looked different and in a way that I felt like I could relate to her better um, right. than most of them. Um, yeah. If I may jump in, she's completely beautiful. Beautiful. Lauren is completely beautiful. I first, I thought the same thing when I watched it all three times that I've watched it. <laughs> she had, I don't want to say she's full of figured because that implies that she's overweight and or a fat and she's not I'm overweight I'm fat right right well I don't agree with that but yeah you know, <laughs> thanks Amber like yes <laughs> oh no no it's true I am I've lost a, a ton of weight I have to get back into my I'm, well I have been back into my workouts but I used to because I used to be fatter I'm not gonna lie I mean everybody know everybody knows me you know knows this there's pictures out there where I am a hundred pounds plus more than I am now I mean and I'm still a big girl so that's how big I was but so it was so lovely to see, and I'm going to say average size 
you know listen most of the women that are on these shows are like a size two a size four she's like what maybe an eight ten yes. I don't yeah, think my, my size is a hell of a lot bigger than that but it was so nice I mean she's a country girl right mm-hmm. and she's in, not the military girls are not sticking either but you know she's a country girl she had the country girl look and that's not a bad thing that's a great thing she was you know curvy and I love that her character was sassy and didn't take any like shit, but she wasn't condescending. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times the women are these big, and she's in the military, you know, she's a lieutenant. She's a doctor of physical therapy, you know, yeah. she was. So obviously she's very smart. She's very assured of herself and, and things like that. Most of the time, the women, when they're being, when they're putting the guy in their place, come off as, condescending and it's occasionally a bit shrewish right i'm one of the most sarcastic obnoxious people i know and that's really really the truth i am that friend that's going to tell you everything you don't want to hear because somebody has to tell it to you (laughs) it's completely true and if i you know it's completely true kimberly if you're listening you could write 16 essays on this because it's true (laughs) um i am i am that person but it was refreshing to have a character that was strong and independent but had her you know, doubts and had to come to some decisions and grow a little bit, even though she was in the military and a doctor and whatnot, without being overly obnoxious or overly insecure. Right. You could tell she was very confident in herself, but not so um, over, Right. you know, overconfident, which I mean, like when you're trying to show off, I guess, in a way. But right. she just, you could tell she was just, she was her own person. Mm-hmm. They had great chemistry. Yes, I, they did. He was adorable, as always. I love when she came out of the car. <laughs> and, and you know what like, I was, like, laughing about? I kind of caught it on the second rewatch because I was like, did Dan literally just get out of the car and say, oh, this is my friend, or, you know, I'm an agent, and he is a famous um, movie director and I'm thinking that's not something you open with when you know you just hit somebody with a car <laughs> I, I thought that too and I was thinking like did they have him say that because he's like in this little small town he thinks they'll be like awestruck and be like oh you know no worries or was he saying it to be like oh you know don't worry we can afford to pay for anything I think it could go by the way but I think it was funny as well but now that you brought up Dan do you or do you not want a Dan and Willa engagement movie I love them. Like, yes, yes. They need a sequel of their very own. You know, I just feel like they were just awesome. And when he puts those shoes on and he says he's going to go hiking. Right. And he's <laughs> well, Lucas looked at him like, you have to be kidding me. I thought, it, I thought he was adorable. I love what he kept going back. I loved when he was like, well, I could to be business partners they need to have it i mean they already wrote the movie they become business partners in the bakery you know they go back and forth of course we're going to have some grand misunderstanding then lauren and tyler can be like the secondary characters you know and it could even be that you know they're planning other couple the first couple's wedding and then they get engaged they already wrote the movie and twitter was going crazy because they wanted michael tegan and sarah edmondson were great as Dan and Willa and they totally I love because too they're they're older yeah you know like they're ready for the rocket chair but they're older so I enjoy the movies 
It'll also have like the the more middle aged or a little bit further than not that I think they must have been supposed to be like why they their fifties if she's in her whatever you know whatever that has to be like a 25 30 year age difference you know or something I don't know I don't yeah. really to be realistic you know because they did have Michael Teagan's not gray and they did kind of like gray up his hair a little bit so they definitely need it they totally deserve it That's yeah right. I love them there was like a there was a really nice um secondary storyline you had going there and I really 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 did love it mm-hmm. and then when he's <laughs> He's like, don't you think I offered that when Luke was like, well, just buy all, you know, buy all the tickets and how he was respectful. Right. You know, I loved them. I love them. I'll be honest. I love them even more than I loved Luke and, and Kaylee. And the, not to take over the conversation, but on Twitter, people were really bashing the character of um, Jillian. Right. And I felt it was slightly unfair because she didn't have the scene. She didn't have the scene where she's like, you know, we're engaged, right? But who wouldn't do that? Yeah, you know? who wouldn't? When you feel a little bit threatened, you know. Right. And I'm, I'm she did. She, out of everybody, helped them the most because she tweeted about it and got and saved the festival. Right. She didn't have to. She made the deal with them, although you know, not. He did choose not not to do it, but I mean, yeah, she was a little career hungry. There was no real impression that she was using Luke. You know, she just had different goals or whatever. She wasn't a mean character per se. She was just her head was you know somewhere else. So I thought that was a little unfair to like trash the the character that much. But who wouldn't do that? If I'm like gushing and gushing and gushing about Jason, you're gonna be like, um, hello, you know. <laughs> well, you know, some days you might be like, well, you could have him. But most of the time, you're going to be like, uh, chicky, like, there's a ring on my finger. You know, anybody's yeah, really. anybody, anybody going to do that. And then you have the um, the whole barbecue um, restaurant or whatever that was her, it was her grandfather's, right? Is that correct? Yes. And, and, you know, them losing the recipe. Um, well, she never wrote down. I guess they said he never wrote it down. Um and then her finding it in the shoebox. I thought that was really sweet that he knew her grandfather knew enough to put it in that shoebox. One of, that was adorable that he knew that was all her treasures as well. But one of the really cute things, funny things about this movie is how tongue in cheek it was about their own. When Walmart was kind of taking digs at themselves when he would when Luke would be describing different things or they would talk about you know tropes you know in in different in different stuff in every single one of them like they talked about how it always you know it, it's not real life and it always snows at christmas there was a few lines where they were taking you know digs at themselves which was really yeah. which, which was, i love about hallmark they can take little digs at themselves um but we still love them <laughs> out of 10 what would you rate it um it was a good eight nine you know mm-hmm. eight and a half nine Absolutely. Um, I just, it was just really, I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of things about it that I, that I liked. Um, it just was very relatable. I felt like it was one of the more realistic. I mean, there's always a, a slight unrealistic about all of these movies because of the way they have to be set up to, you know, move the story along. Before we move on, correct me if you feel that I'm wrong. 
there was no great misunderstanding. She always knew where she stood. Yeah, I mean, she knew. Right, yeah, she never expected him. They never expected them, oh, like, oh, they're famous, they can help us. They never expected that. They never asked it. She actually said to him, oh, you saved us because you triggered this memory of me finding the box. There was no great misunderstanding where, like, she expected him to break up with Jillian and, and stay with her. No. That alone, I loved this movie. She just, it just kind of, like, they just kind of went together. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened. It didn't, like, you know... Right. It's very knew, organic, I guess you could say. Yeah, you knew he was happy and whatever, but he never really led he never led her on or anything like that. So I, that was really that was really refreshing. I'm with you. I'm gonna give it a solid nine. And then um just a one thing that I just wanted to point out because of course, you know, being from a more southern area, um we're probably one of the north, one of the most northern southern states, I guess you would say. Um, mm-hmm. The list of the ten songs that she gave him as must-hear <laughs> country songs, mm-hmm. and being, you know, from the south and everything, I actually wrote them down because <laughs> I wanted to see how much I actually can, you know, agreed. Mm-hmm. And the ten, the ten songs that she sent him were "Walk the Line" with Johnny Cash, which I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. Stand by your man, Tammy Wynette. The dance by Garth Brooks, which by far is probably the best, one of the best country songs. Jolene by Dolly Parton. Uh, Blue Eyes, Crying in the Rain by Willie Nelson. The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. I Fall to Pieces by Patsy Cline. Concrete Angel by Martina McBride. Live Like You're Dying, Tim McGraw. And then Love Sick Blues by Hank Williams. I don't think you could have got a better list. <laughs> That's a solid good list. Um, you can't have that list without having Johnny Cash, Garth Brooks, Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers, Patsy Cline. Like you just can't can't have that list. So I don't know if they like polled a bunch of people. <laughs> what was the Patsy again? What was it? What was the Patsy Cline one again? Um, I fall to pieces. I love that one. They're all really really good. Um. So I was like, because me and my husband were watching this together, and I actually like the first time we watched it, I stopped it and rewound it and paused it just to see what songs were on there. Because I was like, I've got to compare these, and he was like, Yes, we've got to compare whether these are, you know, if we agree with these songs, and and they couldn't have. I don't even know if they could have picked better songs. I mean, they were just really, really good great. ones. I need you to send me that list so I can listen to the ones that I'm not familiar with. Oh, yeah, I'll send it to you. And then the song she sang, I think it was about Midway. It was called Run. Mm-hmm. And out of all of them, I probably like that one the best. Um, I wasn't and they're, they're all her songs, by the way. Except for, the, of course, the last one that she sang that was a very popular song. But mm-hmm. all the songs she sang were hers. Okay. Um, she, they're actually on her upcoming album, I do believe. I will definitely have to check that out. So that brings us to Sunday, which gave us Redemption in Cherry Springs on the mystery one, Hallmark uh, Movies and Mysteries. I keep wanting to add different words into the titles, which was with Rochelle, I can't say this, Ides? 
I cannot say it. Uh, I don't know what horrible hostess is we know. Keisty as um, Melanie. Keisty Robinson as Jake. Hannah Lee as Rachel. Rajiv as Tony. Frankie Fizan as Uncle Joe. Listen, before we get any further, I'm not going to run through the whole class because the whole cast was really good. Uncle Joe needs his own series. Yes, yes. He is everything. He can cook. He can sing. He can find dead bodies that nobody else is looking, can find. Yeah. Um, and he's very helpful. <laughs> get, get everybody else. Uncle Joe, Frankie Faison, needs his own series. He needs his own mystery series. He needs a group of buddies, young and old, where they stumble upon crimes and they solve them while doing good deeds, and it'll be a hit. Everybody on social media, everybody on Twitter was going crazy about Uncle Joe because he was just the greatest character. I've seen in a long time on Walmart or anywhere else. He was just, Frankie Faison just played him so effortlessly and so perfectly that he was the best character on the show. Yes, I loved him. Like that first five, I think the first like five minutes weren't even over and I was already talking about how much I loved Uncle Joe. <laughs> like, can I get an Uncle Joe? <laughs> right, I mean, I have one, but I'll trade him. And all my Uncle Joe's <laughs> So Melanie and Joe follow a path of twists and turns till they uncover the shocking truth of Melanie's missing childhood friend, Tony, in her small town of Cherry Springs. So Melanie is an investigative journalist who is in her hometown, presumably just to sell her mom who passed away home. Um, Uncle Joe is trying to get her to (laughs) hang around. But. There is someone, there's some spooky things, creepy things going on with her. There is a van following her. There's hints that people are after her. Um, and it kind of gets twisted up in as it go, goes along for the movie. You don't know things that are happening to her. You don't know if it's because of the movie, of the plot. So Rachel, not Rachel, excuse me. Let me just double check. Yeah, Rachel and Tony are married. The movie starts with... Tony running out of his car, and then as it fades to black, you hear a gunshot, and then the movie jumps backwards. Where you start, where you're introduced to Melanie and the other characters, Uncle Joe, Jake, you know, everybody else. And it turns out that Tony, you don't find out, so they try to set it up that his sister is behind the killing. They made that completely so obvious. Yeah, very much so. And because she wasn't giving the mother medication and she wanted the house to sell it. Whole subplot that kind of went nowhere and just was like really obvious it wasn't her, you know? And if it was an episode of like Law and Order, it would have been her. But it, it was pretty obvious that it, that it wasn't her. And I'm not knocking the, knocking the movie for that. But there was a whole cast of characters, a few of her friends, lifelong friends. So Tony disappears. Excuse me, Uncle Joe finds the body. He worked in a car shop. There's a whole bunch of characters. Four characters and on Chesapeake Shores. There's a lot of characters thrown at you really quickly. And it's a little tricky to keep track of who's who and whatever. But there was one scene after Tony dies um, where she's sitting on the couch with Melanie sitting on the couch with the guy who owns the car shop, Dan. And I said, oh. Not Dan. Sorry. Which one was it? It was, um, sorry, I'm looking at the thing. Dan is the other guy who's killed early on, but he's in on it too. She's sitting with Andy, and I'm like, yes, oh, he's Andy. 
I don't know what it was. I'm like, but that's that's who killed him. And I was right. All well, those Hardy Boy and Nancy Drew mysteries have, have paid off. Not that you know, we figured out. But it was really well done. It kept you going on. And there was different things with her brakes being cut. Um, they never did figure out who did that. Right. So the movie was was really good. If Tony, it turns out, has... I'm sorry, my earbuds keep dropping out of my ears. Tony, it turns out, has inoperable cancer and is trying to set up to take care of his wife. So he gets involved in some shady deals and he has money, tons of money hidden in, hidden in his car. And Andy, who is also part of it, is trying to find the money. He never does. You know, they do. There's a big confrontation at the end where Melanie figures it out. She's always one step ahead of Jake, who is the lieutenant or sergeant of the, the local police. Um, this chemistry between them. There is some chemistry, but they, you know, either they did kind of plan it a little bit, but they didn't. It wasn't hit you over the head. It was more about the the mystery. Right, right. But it's, you know, it's for the two leads. You know, there's going to be something. I, I hope it's it's very much set up that there's going to this is going to be a series because we don't know. There's things revealed at the end when they they arrest Andy that happened that he wasn't involved in the the van that's always following her her cut breaks the person who came to her door so they set it up to be a series which would be great yeah and i think i think it was actually dan who killed tony or was the drug dealers andy didn't actually kill anybody i don't think right but he put it all in play he put it all in play yeah because he was the one that came up with the I'm assuming it was to stick the drugs in the car and then send the car off. And then the car came back with money in it. So what it was is that, and I've seen this done in Blue Bloods, Criminal Minds, and other other shows, is that they make um, false compartments, or like false like mufflers and, and or different things, compartments in it, and they stash the drugs and the money in there. Then when the car comes in, they take that piece off and replace it with a regular one. Oh, okay. And so that's so that's how they would transport it because you know nobody's gonna think there's a secret compartment in it. Um, there was actually a really great Blue Bloods episode that revolved around shops that that did that. All in all, it was a it was a pretty well paced two hours. There was a lot of information thrown at you, a lot of background on on her. She was a book deal. She wasn't gonna do it at the end. She decided to stay in town and um, write the books. Everybody was happy. You found out that, um, Jake's wife was also a cop and she was killed in the line of duty, I believe. Well, if you on that, my, my only problem with that is it's very rare. Uh, it was implied that he worked in the NYPD. I could be wrong. It's very rare that spouses or partners or partners on the force, because when you're put into a situation, you're not going to make the proper judgment. So that, that annoyed me just a tiny bit. Overall, the plot was really good. Um, Rochelle is a really natural and laid-back actress. There's no overacting. I think everybody was very, for the most part, on point for a mystery. It wasn't too much like crazy. But the, the, you know, the regular Hallmark movies tend to have those moments that are very over um, dramatic. But I think this one flowed and it set up a really good series. I'm hoping we need more Uncle Joe. I'll take him anyway. Yeah, we need more Uncle Joe at least. Mm-hmm. Like and um, like there's a couple of things that I you know like I did they ever find out who was in the van, the white van that was like following her around? No, that's what I'm saying is that they set up for it to be a series. That's part of 
whatever was going on with the investigation that she didn't want to talk about. That's right. to do with that. And then you had uh, what I thought was, you know, kind of poking fun at itself like Hallmark does, the smoothie criminal. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, what was the one? What was the one with the dog? The barking lot or something? I the can't remember what the name of. That was the coolest um, was, daycare. Yeah, their names that they gave the little shops were really tongue in cheek and really cute. I think I'm pretty sure it was the barking lot. So cute, but the smoothie criminal. That one Twitter lit up about that one. That one cracked me up. And then I think you said, well, in the very beginning of the movie, it was very film noir. Yes. It had, a, it had a really different feel than a lot of them. A lot of the mysteries, um, even Murder, She Baked, the crossword ones, things like that, they tend to be, they're very good. Or I've never really watched anything, but I heard they're very good. But they still tend to be very hallmarky. They have bright, light scenery. Um, not this doesn't have a locale. This was shot in a beautiful place. But this one was much more classic mystery crime series like that you would see on a major not the not major but that you would see on you know primetime tv yeah it was i, I really liked the plot mm-hmm. i really it's, really liked it the whole feel of the the, the film the whole so i'm gonna so, ask you what you asked me mm-hmm. what do you rate it it ate because it was very good. It did set us up for a series, which, which many, many people were hoping that we get. But there were so many people that, a lot of her friends, that were just unnecessary to the plot one. You know, obviously they needed friends to support or whatever. But right. I think, I mean, obviously I'm no, you know, expert, but I just think they, they put out so many people so fast and that it, the build up to what was going on, I think. And the whole, took a little bit in the whole, red herring of oh it's the sister you know or oh it's this one or that they had and the whole red herring of him having cancer and the woman being in the car with him was right. a total like you thought that he was having an affair and oh. it didn't really have anything to do with that at all you <laughs> see obviously it is semi-realistic you're going to find clues and, and whatnot that lead you absolutely nowhere you know right. but i think between the sister the woman in the car and then they were so believing that the boy was involved in it somehow they could have did without one of them. Poor kid. They really yeah. like drug him through the ringer and he's trying to do better. I know. What about you? What do you give it? Um, I would say a seven, but I'm going to give it an eight just because of Uncle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was a little slow paced in, in some areas. But overall, very refreshing. I love that it was a very you had African-American leads, which we do not get a lot on Walmart. And quality, quality acting by everybody, and a pretty diverse cast, which yeah. a lot of other murder, a lot of their other mystery ones do not have. So, all in all, two really great movies to kick off Fall Harvest. Yes. Now we're gonna skip on into our last segment, which we're not gonna. our very first top ten. Very, very first top ten. Very first top ten. Top ten tropes. We all know that Hallmark, especially the Christmas movies, but all Hallmark movies have recurring themes. Some of them we love, some of them we hate, 
some of them we wish would go away forever. But um, so I looked online, I did some Googling, I kind of pulled together a list. Amber and I talked about it. So number 10, we mentioned this earlier, I told her to pay attention. The male lead turns out to be a prince. This is very popular, I think. I think there's some non-Christmas ones, but it tends to be very popular during Christmas because what a present, your man turns out to be a prince. Okay. That royal holiday one that the <laughs> girl is in. <laughs> um, that was a good one. That was a prince one. Mm-hmm. Bonus points if, now, bonus points if the prince, I'm doing the air quotes, turns out to be Santa's son. Same difference. <laughs> and then a lot of times when you have a prince or a Santa, his parents are always played by like the 80s or 90s TV stars. You're like, oh my God, I used to watch them all the time. But it's, I think it's, for me, for me, I said it earlier, it's one that they can let go. I think they've done it to death. I don't think they can really come up with any more ways. For once, we're going to differ on this one. <sighs> I'm sorry, still to this day. And maybe, maybe it's my Harlequin Re- Presents books that I read constantly. <laughs> but I love it when they're a prince. Because <laughs> it's so fairy tale-esque. Oh, yeah, they are. It's very fairy tale-ish. But come on, it's been done to death. And is it me or has Danica been in quite a few of those? Her and then Lacey Chabert has been in a couple. Um, I'm probably saying her name wrong. I, I say all their name wrongs. I, I'm horrible at names. I didn't, you know, everybody's names. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, I I still fall for the, they still seem to be able to bring a tear out of me at least one. <laughs> but like I, I said, I still I, get my Harlequin presents in the mail every month. <laughs> I, so. I watch them, but sometimes they're usually the ones that I watch like later on. I have to be in the mood to watch those. Um, so, all right, we'll disagree on that one. Okay, it's no, number nine. It snows on Christmas. On Christmas. It's been a while since we've had a white Christmas here in New York. Maybe we've had a sprinkling. But most of these shows are, even though they're filmed in Vancouver, which theoretically there could be snow on the ground probably at Christmas. They're shot in the summer, so obviously snow is all fake. But a lot of these movies are set in what, not that there's not snow in, in the South. I know you just get snow, but come on now. How many Southern white Christmases have there really been? Probably more than I could think of. And also half the world celebrates Christmas in the summer. The yeah. Southern, yeah, Southern Hemisphere celebrates Christmas um, is in summer. And what always makes me laugh is that if there hasn't been snow, it becomes, the town is like confused why it hasn't snowed. Yeah, this, I think, was the first year, like I said, I live in West Virginia. Um, Mm. Those snow is common, not as common as, I mean, I would say it's more common in New York than it probably is in West Virginia. Um, We got slammed this this past year. I don't know if if, uh, the heavens above was like, okay, this has been a really crappy year, so we're just going to give you snow on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we got covered in snow on Christmas Eve, like so bad that my mom and them, we we couldn't even do Christmas together because we had like inches, like six, seven, eight inches, you know, and we're just not used to that. <laughs> so, 
I can't remember if it snowed here on Christmas last year. I'd have to go back and look. I don't think it did. Maybe a little bit, but I, I really don't oh, remember. No, we got we got slammed it, with, with a lot snow. of state, a lot of states got slammed, but this uh, you know it's just funny that if it's it always becomes like this major plot point, like people are concerned it hasn't snowed, like it's ruining everything because it mm-hmm. hasn't snowed, and they all have on their red or green coats. Did you ever see that meme that somebody made? Well, I mean, they're kind of right because, I mean, if you look at their the theme of their Christmas, um, I guess it's what their posters or their movie posters. Um, they all are the same kind of <laughs> colors. And... Yeah, it's all like the same color. It's all red and green, red and green. Mm-hmm. So number eight is well, this is for every, not just not totally not just the Christmas movies. And we mentioned it before, and we mentioned it numerous times. The really, and there's one reason that Roadhouse Romance got such a high rating from me: the relationship misunderstanding. And they always happen in like the last 30 minutes of the movie. Like, give me a break. Making it like the hour, you know, like give us something, you know. It's always towards the end of the movie that the next few minutes, like days have passed, you know, and 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 they fix it. But it's definitely in Roadhouse Romance was the first one in a long time. On you know obviously the other Hallmark channels don't really have them, but on Hallmark proper, it's their big, it's their big thing. There's always a relationship misunderstanding. Somebody's yeah. overheard something, but they never finish eavesdropping. <laughs> they always just walk away. Okay, this you mentioned this, and we're actually planning a top ten somewhat around this holiday competitions. Yes, we were going to do the top ten Christmas movies that have um, baking in them, <laughs> in the name. Yeah, and a lot like of these, some kind of cookie or or treat or whatever. A lot of these yeah. competitions generally have to do with baking, which led us to that idea. But it's always. It's usually how the two leads get together. Um, sometimes they're at odds. They're both in the competition or they're trying to save the competition. <laughs> or, and this competition usually has to like save the town. Um, uh, but it's it's a big thing. There was one with Lacey with the gingerbread competition, gingerbread house. Yes. I love that one. That was actually. I love really- that one too. There's so many, there's so many of them. Um, and usually, even if it's not something that's going to save the town, it's a tradition. And if it can't go off, if it's if it's threatened in any way, the whole town is in a in a panic. Which don't get me wrong, I understand that, especially if it's a it's a money making tradition. Number six, Christmas is about more than presents. That's true. That's true. We all do like to get presents. It, they they do like to tell us that you know the true meaning of Christmas is not not religion. Focus is I'm not bringing religion into this. But it's about family and love and being together, which is true. But if not, if you think about it, how often do you actually see them exchanging presents? Mm, I would say it's about 50-50. Yeah. It takes a little less than 50-50. I really, I really can't. I mean, it happens a little bit, but most of the time it's about being, it, the, the emphasis on family and love, which is what Hallmark is about. Mm-hmm. Um, is family and love, but yeah, I mean, I don't occasionally, but usually when there is a present, it's not 
like what we would think would be the it's usually the, like a picture framed or something somebody made or something <laughs> but the presence is often the misunderstanding there's a couple where the lady finds out that the guy bought a present and she thinks it's for somebody else and then she gets upset Yeah, a couple of times. Then there's even been ones where, like, the present or the buying of the present has brought the two leads together. Right. I can't remember what the name of it. I think it was called Christmas Present. Um, Mm -hmm. It was about a woman who was a shopper. That was her job. And she would, her whole advertising and everything was finding the perfect gift for your loved ones. Mm -hmm. And it brought the two main characters together. so I think that a couple of times that's happened. I've, I've seen a couple of them like that. This is one. Uh, number five is one of um, your favorites. It's kind of a two-parter. Um, there's always a story where the woman is either passing through the town um, or has to go back to her. Well, you know, she's, she's passing through a town and fade intervenes and the car breaks down. There's a storm. A flight's canceled. She got on the wrong flight. Whatever. You know, but she's forced to stay around. And not just for like a day or two, but like a week or more. Because everything shut down. Um, not even due to COVID, just <laughs> everything shut down. I really wish they would have done a COVID one. I would have freaking loved to see one. But, yeah, that would have been, re- been like... But yeah. you know, we've, we've been thro- so knocked over the head with the COVID because of the TV shows having to wear their masks. And, mm-hmm. you know, your more realistic TV shows have to actually put it in there. Right. I don't know if I want that in my Hallmark movies. (laughs) But, you know, she she inevitably falls in love with the town and the local heartthrob who's probably some type of carpenter or works with his hands, you know. And, but, you know, this is the second part of it is that that because of this, the message is made that small towns are better than big cities. Whatever. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, big cities and small towns, wherever you are, wherever you prefer, that, that's up to you. But if you have never seen New York City, and by New York City, I mean Manhattan, done up for Christmas, that's something spectacular in itself. Um, do you ever can look at pictures or if you're lucky enough to experience that, the store windows. And obviously, it's New York City, Manhattan is different now than pre-COVID. But it's spectacular. There's nothing. I mean, I haven't experienced a small town Christmas. I can't say that, but it's amazing. It's amazing. The lights on all the trees and the little parks and the stores. It's stunning. We have the, the a lot of little lot of churches and different places that you know they decorate the trees. Although so much stuff is decorated, everything is lit up. It's really beautiful and heartwarming. Very much in his own way, and people travel here, flock to us to see it. So yeah. I have a bit, I have a bit of an issue with that one. That it's always, oh, this, the big city is, the big city is horrible. You know, <laughs> I can't, you know, and whatnot. That's kind of a, that's kind of a two-parter, and I'm not insulting, um, small towns, but this, the next one, number four, kind of goes back to. Um, some other points she made, but the Christmas ceremony, not the competition, but the Christmas ceremony will save the town. It's going to reunite their Christmas spirit and everybody's going to come together. Yeah. 
as I remember, I don't remember, I can't remember what it's called, but um, it might be, there's one where um, he's getting ready to sell their manor, mm-hmm. and they decide to do the winter festival there, and I think it was something like Mr. Darcy, or Mrs., or I can't remember what it was. It was a play on the whole um, Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't like those. To save the town, like you know, the, was to save the town. I can't remember it. I think Lacey. There was a couple that she was in, and then there was a couple of other ones that were in. Um, it's, it's a common theme, theme in a lot of it. There's one that was really good. We're horrible hostesses. I said that before. I can't remember the name. Where then. They're not, they have to fix up the place to have it, you know, and they're not sure if they can. There are some that it's it's really heartwarming whenever, but, and especially like when it involves the kids and their singing and the tree lighting, you know, but they, whatever it is, it's going to save the small town that is financially ruined, you know, yeah. <laughs> for, for whatever reason. It's just, or, the, or the town can be a business like. Yeah. Roadhouse Room has had a little bit of that in it. It does. The fe- you know, the harvest festival was supposed to save the the family business. Right. So number three, someone is in love with their best friend. Now, we have seen it where, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of times, it's the girl, the lady goes back and meets with her ex boyfriend and whatever. You know, it's it's always. One of them is always in a relationship that is obviously wrong for them. Another, you know, trope. Mm-hmm. And everybody can see how perfect they are for each other, except for them. Um, and it takes a long time for the person to break up with the other person who's probably Mr. No Romance Workaholic, which is another trope, <laughs> um, to be with the person that they truly desire until it's time for either they, the Christmas competition or the Christmas ceremony. See, we're playing bingo without playing bingo. (laughs) We are. And the big tree lighting, yeah, that's, you got that road on there. That's one of the big things. Well, whoever designs these trees, oh my goodness, they're always gorgeous. My mom was always good at making a Christmas tree. She could decorate um, anything. Or she's just good at decorating, period. Um, my mom was too, to a degree. Her trees were always beautiful. I love Christmas trees. We have a Christmas tree that kind of like disco lights. It's really cool. Um, I love it. So, yeah. So, that one kind of puts in quite a few tropes um, together. So, um, number two, you mentioned this one earlier on Twitter. Uh, some big shot wants to take over the town, the manor, the lodge. The business. The business. And the town, some of the townsfolk for it because it's going to bring in tourists, it's going to bring in money, whatever, but then the rest of the town is against it. And then everybody realizes how much it's going to affect the town, so they're now against it. But, of course, what happens, Amber? They fall in love, and then they find a way to save it. Exactly. Exactly. They are the Mr. Big Shot realizes, I have enough money, and I can do this elsewhere. So 
I'm not going to do this here. I'm going to do what the town wants all in the name of love. The number one is probably my love and hate. I love mm-hmm. it, but I hate it. <laughs> yep. But it makes a good movie. It, it falls into a lot of the other ones. It falls into 10 to 2 quite mm-hmm. a bit. Go ahead. Number one is woman has to choose between career or her love life and or her family or all of the above. Hmm. Hints often take place in a world. It it does seem like you're not allowed to have both, both, but I feel like Chesapeake Shores, if you've listened to any air podcast from last week, they do good with making her, um, you know, she does both. Yep. She just drops the amount of work, I guess, is what it is. Right. It, it's a big one. It's one that's in almost everything, right? It. We, we mentioned it in almost every other number that we were talking about. You know, she has to, she comes back or she needs to, she has. One thing that, the one part of it that I truly hate is that they play it off like, she is given an ultimatum at work and she she has one bad day at work so she questions her whole life and that bothers me you know sure sometimes you'll find you have this amazing career and you find out that everything is changing and you do question it but it doesn't automatically mean you run away you know which is kind of the impression uh, and then of course they always have the mr no romantic workaholic boyfriend who that they semi cheat on but I'm with you. This one I love and I hate it. Sometimes I think it really works. Sometimes I think that for the first hour of the movie, it really makes the people almost unlikable sometimes. And I think the reason is, you know, especially with Hallmark, like I said, with the other ones, that this, the reason for the season is family and love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they're trying I think they're trying what they're trying to do is to show you that it's not all about work it's not all about your career you do have a family too but I think sometimes when they do that it comes across as um you know you can't have both they come across kind of 19 I, I watch a lot of older shows um it comes across excuse me it comes across kind of 1950s it's like it's one or the other quite often they'll have the woman come up with another career or branch out into something that she could do there or move her career there and that's fine you know I get that but sometimes when it's giving me impression like oh it's you know one of the other that's kind of insulting to how far women women have have come I think one show a very recent one that was amazing at showing you can have both with Sweet Pecan Summer. Yes, because she, yes, she did change her, you know, she did quit and create her own, but she didn't really drop what she was doing. It was still the same thing she was doing before, but she just created her own company because she wasn't happy with, you know, the fact that that company she was working for wouldn't branch out. Mm Mm-hmm. And no, yeah, and I love that. I love that that was so different. But I'm sure people change their careers all the time. But it's just the way that sometimes it's presented. But it's never really presented that way for the guy. The guy's like, well, I'm not leaving town. So you decide what you want to do. 
I could yeah. be wrong. And I kind of dominated going over the asylum. <laughs> I apologize. I think we did pretty good. We'll have to decide on what our next top 10 is going to be. You can you pick. All... I just threw this one at you. So if anybody has one or it's Amber's turn to pick. Well, then, gonna... then you all, if you, if anyone is listening to this, <laughs> tweet me at Amber Teasley one and, and tell me what you would like the next top 10 to be. <laughs> because I did try to throw this one at her because originally it was going to be top 10 actors and actresses, but I've been getting a lot of feedback on that and I still have to kind of compile it and, and go and go through it because there's a lot of names out there. You almost need your own section of regular Hallmark movies or Christmas Hallmark movies. Right. And then if you Google it, it's even more confusing because they'll tell you like they, a lot of websites count the fact that people are in TV shows based on to figure out like who they, they deem the queen. And that's that's not really accurate, you know, because, of course, they're going to have more appearances because there's, there's whole seasons of, of episodes. I mean, Lacey, even Nikki, um, Danica. Quite a few of them, you know, Cameron, these are undisputed these people we see, you know all the time so we want to know who you want to see who you want to see more of we want to know it all we're nosy i am anyway <laughs> but anything you want to want to add any trope that i missed that you really love or hate huh i think you caught just about all of them i can't remember i tweeted you three and i can't remember um let me look real quick before we wrap it up yeah trying to find it on here this i mean it was i ran i ran through the list i kind of dominated that segment so that was mean of me car the, breaks down a person is stuck in town which we kind of got that one right that's traveling right. through so mm-hmm. i think we pretty much hit them all mm-hmm. um the only extra one i had on here was person comes home to take care of the kids and the family member passes away which we're seeing this weekend yeah we're seeing that one this weekend <laughs> and we saw recently in, in um sweet carolina Yes, I'm excited to see these new movies coming up. I am too. I am too. So I think that about wraps it up. I don't have anything else to add after I yak, yak, yak. Um, next week on our next episode, we'll be doing. So I'm going to run this volume while we're on here. Originally, the way Amber and I had it was that one week we would do the reviews and chat like this. And then the next week, we would give a little bit of tidbits, whatever news we have, um, and then review the season at Chesapeake Shores. But I'm wondering, and totally say yes or no, we can figure it out later. I think if we do it that way, we're going to be pretty far behind on reviewing the fall harvest. Yes, so I agree. I think we should take, like, the first, so I think in episode four, we should take, like, the first, condense it, you know, 15 minutes or so to go over the movies and then the rest be about season two because I already started it and I know I have quite a few things to say yes we can do that that sounds good to me we'll just just, do like a yeah I just don't want us to fall too far no I think it will be too far behind okay well we have gone over an hour so I am going to force us to stop even though we can probably keep on talking (laughs) so that our wonderful um 
head at the chair shot doesn't have a problem converting this, although I could probably get ask Eric to convert it if needed to. But um, much thanks to Greg DeMarco, who was extremely patient with me this week as I continually screwed up the information <laughs> I was giving him. Um, he has endless amount of patience. Uh, check out thechairshot.com for all your entertainment needs, be it uh, wrestling, football, fantasy sports, gaming. We have a bit of everything, everything there. And we're so grateful to Greg for giving us a home. On yes, Chairshot. thank you, Greg. <laughs> so uh, I am Liz Puglisi and my co-host. Amber Teasley. Amber Teasley, I can be find it. I can be find it. Oh my gosh, I can be found at uh, Lizzie P two two four for now on Twitter, and your Twitter as well. And it's Amber Teas at Amber Teasley one. Okay, yeah, and that's it for episode three of Home is Where Hallmark is. Not Home is Where the Hallmark is, but Home is Where Hallmark is on the Chair Shot Radio. And as we like to say there, whatever you do, be smart and always use your head. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.